This is episode 17 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'm talking all about how to promote gender equality. So I've got a really simple three-step formula that you can follow if you're not really sure how to do it. You'll also hear quite a bit about how much I struggled with promoting gender equality and trying to defend my position as a woman in STEM in the past. And I'm sure you'll be able to relate to this too. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. So aside from running group workshops and coaching women in STEM on how to create wildly fulfilling careers, I also do a bit of public speaking. And this is something that I do because I am so passionate about sharing why Gender diversity in STEM is so important. In fact, a few of you lovely podcast listeners have also reached out to me in the past to see whether I would do a talk at your workplace or um, also some of your women in STEM groups. This is an issue and a topic that's really close to my heart and actually probably the core reason why I started my coaching business in the first place. I went on a bit of a rampage around the country trying to educate people on the benefits they would gain if gender equality was reached. That was, you know, benefits to the organization, benefits to each individual, benefits to the people in the minority and majority groups, and also what each person can do about it. After a few of these talks, I realized that Every time we had question time at the end, I would get a bunch of questions that highlighted to me that I was actually preaching to the wrong people. I realized that the people attending my talks already cared about gender equality. I didn't need to convince them of the benefits or why they should do it. But what I needed to equip them with was how to actually convince the people around them. So the people who will take time out of their day to attend a talk about gender equality are likely the people who already care about it. What I really needed to do was give them some tools and maybe some things to say to the colleagues and people around them who aren't on board already. Because of that, I decided to write an article, which I'm really proud to say got published on Thrive Global, which is Ariana Huffington's blog site. So if you want to check it out, I will leave the link in the show notes here. But basically, I wrote this blog post and article because I wanted to share some tools and techniques that would help 
other people convince the people around them that gender equality is something that they should care about. Now, this isn't just some sort of brainwashing exercise. I don't have any kind of sleazy salesman techniques for anyone. This is real, genuine conversation that you can start up with people. So if that's something you want to learn how to do, keep listening, because I think that the way that I approach this topic is quite different from how other people have done it in the past. Firstly, I want to share a couple of my own failed attempts at promoting gender equality. So obviously I worked in the construction industry for many years, surrounded by lots of men and lots of people who maybe didn't quite understand at the time the challenges that women face and why gender equality is something that we should strive for. One example that comes to mind was... Just a couple of years ago, it was Women in Engineering Day, so International Women in Engineering Day, and there was a special lunchtime talk and event that was being run at the time. My boss turned to me and said, why are we still talking about this? We, we already have women in the engineering workforce. We all have equal rights isn't it a shame that we still need to separate women from men in this day and age? My gut reaction was, oh my God, did you, did you just say that out loud? Did you just say that to me? And like, you know, we're in an open plan office. The whole floor could hear you say that. I, I can't believe you just said that. It just blew my mind. So my first reaction was kind of shock and then I felt angry and I couldn't figure out why. I was just like, why, why are you saying this now? This is so mad. I can't believe this. Then the next thought I had was I have to defend all the women. Like I've got to put my defenses up and fight back. I can't let people say this in the office. So I was kind of shaking with anticipation and probably a bit of anger as well and I opened my mouth to speak I, I was like okay I'm gonna have the best comeback to this I'm gonna say exactly the right thing so I opened my mouth to speak I could see that everyone in the room was also looking at me because they knew how much I cared about gender equality I opened my mouth took a big breath and then no words came out I just let it slide in that moment, I was like, I can't think of the right thing to say. How do I even explain to this ignorant man why this is important? And I just, I just kept quiet. And I think probably for weeks and months afterwards, I was just kicking myself. I couldn't believe I had let this opportunity slip by. And I kept thinking, oh, why didn't I say that? Like, I'd think of something great to say weeks afterwards and think, oh, I should have just said that at the time. Wouldn't that have been such a great comeback? That really would have shut him up. <laughs> and that that's just one example. In the past, I've also had, you know, been, been able to go to workshops just for women. So similar to the ones that I run today, these are all about helping women in male-dominated environments 
um, I guess, thrive. And I'd always come back from these workshops, although I felt really energized and super excited by the fact that I got to learn all of this extra stuff, I'd always come back to my desk super quiet. I'd just slip right in and pretend nothing happened because I just knew that someone would be like, oh, I can't believe, you know, women are allowed to have more training than men. Why do women have more opportunities and this advantage over us? You're always saying that you're being kicked to the curb, but really you're getting all this extra training. And I had a couple of coping mechanisms. I think the first one that I would use the most was to laugh it off and make a joke about it (laughs) Um, and then just go on with my day. So I'd really just dismiss the fact that they had said anything or worse, I would pretend to agree with them. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it is kind of unfair, isn't it? I feel really lucky to have had this opportunity. And I knew deep down it felt really wrong to respond this way. It just, I knew that it wasn't right, but I also didn't have a better way to respond. So this is just how I did it. I didn't want to cause any conflict. I didn't want to say anything that would make the situation worse. For example, you know, say something that would offend the man who said it to me and therefore making them feel even less on board with the whole gender equality train. I just didn't know how to respond. Although I spent a lot of my time kicking myself for thinking, oh, I should have said this and that, I really need to forgive myself and give myself a bit of slack for that because I was never taught how to respond. So how should I have known how to do it? So if you have been in that situation before and you've thought, oh, I really should have said something. I feel really guilty. I feel bad for not saying something or speaking up. Don't worry about it. Like forgive yourself. It's absolutely fine because chances are no one has ever taught you what to say or how to respond. And we can look at other people in the media or on Instagram or on Twitter to see how they promote gender equality or how they defend the fact that, you know, women need to have greater rights in the workplace. But what I found was most of the examples that were visible to me just weren't me. I'm not the type of person who likes to cause conflict. I don't really like to cause heated arguments. Some might say that's because I'm soft, but to me, I think it's because that's just not me. I'm a friendly person. I'm a bubbly person. I'm really positive. And the last thing I want is to attach any negativity or any more negativity to the gender diversity argument. If you feel the same way, you haven't really found a role model or someone to kind of emulate in terms of promoting gender equality, you might like to consider my method of doing it. Now, I think everyone has their own way of promoting gender equality and 
you have to find a way that's right for you. I have spoken to someone recently about the way that I promote gender equality and she said that's not forceful enough, you know, we really need to create action. And although I totally agree that action needs to be taken, I've almost taken a step further back just to really start at the basics. So whichever method you choose, whether it's my way that I'm about to share with you now or someone else's, just make sure it is completely true to you and it is a way that you feel comfortable doing it. Because at the end of the day, unfortunately, we are probably going to get criticized for trying to promote gender equality by some people. So people who don't believe what you do, they're always going to criticize you anyway. So you may as well find a method to promote it that you're okay with. So if someone else tries to bring you down, you can say, I've done everything in my power to do what I think is right. So in my very typical logical engineering brain, I love a structure to things, especially when they are situations that are difficult, i.e. promoting gender equality to people who don't care about it. Step one is to welcome objections. I know this sounds a bit crazy, but hear me out. So if you hear someone say something against gender equality, like my old boss who said, why are we still talking about this? Why have we got this event for gender equality in, uh, in engineering? You might initially feel a bit of anger and outrage, but take a deep breath and just welcome that objection. Because the fact is, this person has done you a favor they have started a conversation for you. I know that when you care really deeply about a cause and someone comes around and just poo-poos it, your natural knee-jerk reaction is to defend yourself. So you'll start thinking about, okay, what can I say to really tear this person down? How can I bring my point across to them so they understand that they sound like a total idiot. The problem with this is, this is a really emotionally charged way of responding and anger is not always the best way to respond. Because you feel attacked, you'll probably respond in a way that makes the other person feel attacked as well. And when that happens, no one is going to be listening to anyone's points or arguments. The other common response, which I used to always do, was to brush it off or, you know, like make a joke or ignore the comment or whatever. This is what people do when they want to avoid confrontation. And while this kind of, I guess, doesn't bring about an argument and kind of keeps the peace in the workplace, what happens to you when you do that is that you feel guilty for ages. So just like I did, you will spend weeks and weeks thinking up comebacks that you should have said at the time and you'll just end up kicking yourself. 
So I guess this first step really is just a bit of a mindset flip. Instead of thinking of the objection as an attack against gender equality, I want you to welcome that objection and think of it as, wow, this person has helped me to start and open up a conversation. On to the second step, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. This might sound really familiar to you because it's from one of my favorite books, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. If you haven't read that before, definitely recommend it. It's pretty life-changing, this book. Anyway, moving on. So seek first to understand, then to be understood. The meaning of this is to actually speak to that person and find out why they've said that. Listen to their point of view. They've obviously said this thing against gender equality because it comes from part of their belief system. So maybe they have been burnt before. Maybe they have had females in their teams who were treated preferentially and gotten promotions above them and they felt like it was unfair. You just have no idea why they have had this objection or brought it up with you because you don't know their life history. Instead of racking your brains, trying to think for the best kick-ass response, all you need to do is ask, oh, what makes you say that? Isn't that a lot easier? It takes so much pressure off you of trying to think of any comebacks or, you know, know all the stats and figures about women in STEM and how it affects everyone and know all the research that McKinsey and Co has done. You don't need to know any of that. Your only objection in this second step is to understand where the other person is coming from. The other benefit to this is that... When you take the time to listen to someone else, what their arguments are and why they have said this, what their life experiences are, guess what? They're going to be much more likely to listen to your point of view. And this is where you can start to have an open conversation, not one where someone's attacking and the other person's defending. It's just you getting curious about the other person, allowing the other person to get curious about you too. Now, a couple of things. The other person might not necessarily ask you for your opinion. They might just see this as an opportunity to unleash and tell you all of their gender diversity woes in the past. That's okay. If you feel comfortable going in and saying, well actually, this is my point of view, then go ahead and do that. If you don't, that's okay. You've given them the chance to actually explore something that they've probably never spoken about. And I can guarantee that they are going to continue thinking about this conversation for weeks to come. They might not come back to you, but they will probably do a little bit of research. They might start speaking to other people about gender diversity. And all you've done, which is great, is help facilitate that thought process in that person. If the other person has asked you for your opinion, 
and you sense that they are still, you know, kind of in a bit of that irritated, angry mode, you might like to try and keep your point very factual. So you might be able to share some case studies or true stories, stats and figures. So these are all things that are really helpful to know about if you get into those situations yourself. When you keep it to facts and figures and stay away from feelings and emotions, it kind of doesn't really allow the person to argue back with you. So you do need to practice reading the room, seeing how the other person responds. You might know this person quite well and you feel comfortable sharing some of your own stories and the feelings that you had during those situations. But if not, share those facts and figures, keep it really factual and see how it goes from there. The third and final step is to let go of things outside of your control. So what I mean by this is if the other person starts getting really angry, frustrated, irritated, says some really horrible things to you, remember that the other person's actions and their words are not in your control. So let go of that. Try your best not to get too upset when you come across people who don't support gender equality yet. (laughs) They might get there eventually. They might never get on board. You just don't know. And people need to hear the same message lots of times in different ways before it starts to sink in. And that is not within your control. All you can do is to do what you feel is right. Try and promote gender equality in a way that feels right to you. The flip side of this third step of let go of things out of your control is that you need to stay in control of things that you can. By this, I mean your words and actions are in your control. So if the other person starts getting really peeved and starts being quite rude to you, don't fight back. Don't give them that anger and defense back because once you do that, all they're going to associate gender equality with is arguments and rude people and people who won't listen to them and say hurtful things to them. The most helpful thing you can do in this situation is remain level-headed, just listen to what they have to say, and if you are really angry after the conversation, phone a friend, unleash on them, but don't unleash on the person who has just been very rude to you. If they've asked you a whole bunch of questions which you don't have the stats and figures for, just be honest. Just say, okay, I I don't have that information at hand right now, but I am actually really excited to find out more. I'll look them up and let you know later. This helps, firstly, you to increase your own knowledge about the topic and also allows you to continue the conversation with this person because now this person isn't just fighting against gender equality, they're asking you questions. They're getting curious about your point of view. They want to know why gender equality is something they should care about. So a quick recap. 
Step one was to welcome objections. Learn to be okay hearing those comments against gender equality because they're actually inviting you to start a conversation with them, which is great, right? The second step is to seek first to understand, then to be understood. So get curious. Just all you know, all you need to say to the person is, what makes you say that? Find out why they've said it, why they have this belief, what their past experiences were, and just listen. They're much more likely to listen to your point of view once you've taken the time to listen to them. And the third and final step is to let go of things outside of your control. It is not your fault if you have one conversation with someone who doesn't believe in gender equality and they don't believe in gender equality afterwards. That is not your fault. And while we all have a responsibility to try our best to promote gender diversity, if the other person isn't ready yet, that's not your fault. It's not in your control. That person is on their own journey towards discovering gender diversity as a benefit to them. And all you can do is to be there to support them. I hope this has been helpful to you today. And I know this is a bit of a different approach to what other people have when it comes to promoting gender equality. But I really wanted to share this with you because it's all about finding a method and a process that works for you. So if you have ever come across any of these sticky conversations with other people about gender equality before, I would love to hear about it. Take a screenshot of this podcast you're listening to on your phone right now and tag me on your Instagram stories. My handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore and tell me about a time you had to deal with a gender equality argument and how did you respond? If you are struggling with promoting gender equality in your workplace or you have some particularly tricky work colleagues in your office and you don't know how to deal with them, reach out to me. I'm very happy to try and help you however I can. Enjoy the rest of your week, my lovelies. I can't wait to speak to you again next Wednesday. And until then, take care.